middle of the Maimer, we spoke about how Hashem originally had a home in our realm and how through certain behaviors we made Hashem feel less comfortable in our realm and He left our realm. He isn't found in our realm. Those were seven Averis, seven Chatoim. And then came seven Tzaddikim, starting with Avraham Avinu, and began to reintroduce godliness into our world, until finally, Maishra Rabbeinu comes, and he brings the Shechina into our physical realm in a very, very tangible way, where the Shechina is in the Beis HaMikdash, and felt by every single Yid, B'Saycham, as we spoke about. We then went on to explain the concept of Neira Alila Al Bnei Adam, that starting from Chet Etzadas, it was actually planned out. This was Hashem's plan, that Yidin, or actually human beings, should behave in a certain way, and that should make Hashem need to leave. So although it seems like it was all their choice, and they made a choice in what they did, really it was part of the plan, and they couldn't have decided otherwise, or the outcome at least needed to be that way, that something would make Hashem need to leave, and the purpose in that would be, what's so good about that? Hashem is good, and every time there's a Yerida, it's Tzayrech Aliyah. The good in that is, is that when Hashem will re-enter the world, and return to the world, it's going to be through our effort. Basi Legani is going to be thanks to, and the credit is going to be to, and Chaisi Kala, the Yidim. In other words, through their, through their effort. Medrash continues and says, Tzadikim are going to inherit the land and going to dwell on it forever. Says the Medrash, Why do Tzadikim inherit the land? Which is generally talking about Gan Eden. That's because the Yishkinu La'adala doesn't mean they dwell on it forever. They cause dwelling on it forever. What does that mean? Who are they causing to dwell? Hashem. So this Medrash is telling us that is the purpose of Tzadikim. That is their mission. To bring the Shechina on earth. And it's in a way of La'ad, meaning it comes and it lasts eternally. Ba'ifin Nitzchi. And the Rebbe adds in the Brachim Mekev on Sham Shachi, he ayde avadid the Torah mitzvahs va Torah and mitzvahs. Torah and mitzvahs are inherently eternal. <clears throat> in other words, not just technically eternal, but that is what they are. They are in their essence eternal, and therefore that which is caused through Torah and mitzvahs is an eternal effect. Havaya yimlech leilamvad. The ultimate is going to be that Hashem is going to reign forever, meaning when Torah and mitzvahs accomplish everything that they need to, the culmination is that Hashem is here forever and He dominates forever. And this all began when Maish Rabbeinu, as we said, built the Mishkan out of physical materials. About Maish we have that same exact idea. Maish himself, not only Torah Mitzvah, Maish also has this eternal characteristic built into him that everything he lays his hand on gets that etern- eternity. Now, what makes the the Shechina that returns through our Avaida as opposed to the way it was by default? 
what makes that greater? In other words, we already established that the whole descent, the whole Yerida of all of the Averis was all because when Hashem will return, it's going to be in a greater way. What's greater about it? Because when we draw godliness back into the world after it left, because after Hashem leaves, the world is dark. And then we transform that darkness into light. That light, that light is greater than the light that was here originally. So the light that comes out of a transformation of darkness is a greater light than light that's here by nature. And that's the Aliyah. As we know, that there's something special about Tshuva over Tzadikim, and that is that Tzadikim are like someone that's living in a domesticated place where there's water, and they're never, they never feel that, that thirst that someone that's living in a desert feels. So to a, a Balchuva feels a thirst, a yearning to connect with Hashem, with what's true, much more than someone that never, that never left, that never dealt with darkness. So someone that's in darkness yearns for light so much more. The Zayar tells us that when someone performs iskafia or ishapcha, which are two ways of dealing with darkness, either just not allowing the darkness to express itself, which is iskafia, or Ishabcha, transforming the darkness itself, whichever it is, that causes a level of godliness that we call istalik. In other words, istalik doesn't mean to leave, because that would, that would be quite ironic that when someone does the right thing, the glory of Hashem leaves. Istalik means there's a certain great godliness that's above being internalized, and that godliness is caused by iskafia and ishabcha. Again, because we're dealing with darkness, that causes a much deeper and much greater quality of light. Now this is why the very structure of the Mishkan, which again, that is the home for Hashem's Shechina, what's it built out of, what's it made out of? It's made out of Krashim. Krashim are the beams. And these Krashim are, these beams are made out of what we call, what the type of wood is, Atzei Shittim. What are these Krashim? What are the walls of the Mishkan? They are the same letters which create, as we're going to talk later in the Mimer about this. Letters are the, the, the energy with which Hashem creates the world. Each letter is very meaningful. The word Keresh is made up of three letters, Kofshin Resh. Those same three letters, if they're reconfigured, spell out Sheker. And also, other times, the Rebbe says, Kesher. It's just in a different, it's a different, it's spelled out differently. The letters are, are configured differently. And the Rebbe adds in the parentheses, Inyan shal acher, hepech inyan echad, which is an interesting um, ha'ar over here. It's in a different configuration, and different, in general, acher, which means other, is the opposite of echad, which is oneness. So, sheker, is that that otherness? 
אצי שיטים עמדים, שמהפכים עשה שקד אלם לקרש המשכון, קרושים למשכון, והשטוס לא מזל לשטוס תקדושה, אצי שיטים, הנה הידי זה נעשה המשך הסיקר שכנה בתחתנו, באופן אליעזר מקומי שהיה בתחילה סבריאס. What I've added over here is that the very building of the משכון is made out of קרושים, because how do we make a משכון? How do we make this place where the שכינה descends? And it serves the purpose of why the Shekhinah left in the first place. That's through having a Kesher. Well, again, the Rebbe didn't say that in this Mimer. Through connecting with the Sheker HaOlam, which is just by being here. We are, we are, we are already connected to the Sheker HaOlam. Taking that Sheker HaOlam and in some way or another dealing with it, either not allowing it to express itself, like we said, as Kafia or as Habcha, transforming it, that becomes the very building of the Mishkan. The Rebbe then added that the material... Of these krashim is atzi shitim. It's a type of wood. And shitim is from the word shtus. Again, what's the, what's the meaning? What's it trying to teach us? Why was it made out of that? Because again, the avayda is to dafke take our world where there's chayshech. Shtus is maybe the deepest darkness. Shtus means when a person is not acting logically. Even logically is darkness compared to the light of godliness. But acting in a way of shtus, which is below logic, is definitely... is definitely darkness. And the only way to make a mishkan is by taking that ability to not deal with things logically, which is generally a negative thing, and going beyond logic. Because again, the only way to make a mishkan is if we take darkness, sheker, and we turn it into a keresh. If we take shtos, shtos, which is negative, which is below logic, and transform that, use it out in above logic, and only that can create... the Mishkan for Hashem. I'm Shekhi Aveh in the next year, Mirza Hashem.